Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Thank you for diving into our pre-dive episode with us. Don't worry. You don't have to be a scuba diver to know what we're talking about. Our pre-dive is simply getting us set up and ready, adventure ready, to explore outside our comfort zone over the next month. And this gives you the chance to explore alongside us in real time. And we'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, challenges, breakthroughs, pictures, anything over to sirensoapbox at gmail.com. We would love to help cheer you on. Sirens, it is important that we are open to each challenge. It's also important that we are open to discussing what struggles we may be facing during these challenges and how we can work through them together. Maybe break them down into smaller steps, adjust to fit your needs, because exploration is for everyone, no matter your location or situation. Discussing these struggles could help inspire some of our listeners to dare to explore. Remember, the mission is to explore beyond what we are comfortable doing, aka your comfort zone. We do have a lot of books to cover this month, so listeners, you can use our link in the show notes for one free month at Audible. We also have a movie club coming up. That link is in the show notes too. Join us April 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is not too late to vote. Is that right, Murr? Uh, actually it is too late to vote because oh. we closed voting on Monday the 10th. It's not too late presently, but by the time people are listening, it will be too late. <laughs> so yes or no. <laughs> so you should head over our Facebook page anyway, so you can see what the movie is. And we'll also be updating our Eventbrite page with the movie title. So. Perfect. Thank you. Are you ready to dive in sirens? Yeah. Yes. Let's do it. Awesome. So shaking it up just a little bit to tonight. Uh, everybody has their pre-dives that we are reading and we have added another option. So we are going to say if we are a yes, a magno, or a lifeline. This is kind of a work in progress. We'll see how this one goes. But basically this means I need a little bit of help. Help me, ins inspire me to get through this challenge. And as always, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Jess, you got our first episode that we're diving into today. Mer's trying to shake things up by being our longest mango. I know, Tracy and I are gonna compete going forward. It's so everybody has that to look forward to. <laughs> Guinness Book of World Records, I hear. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to oh, make it dear. on there someday. Let's hope it's not for that. Oh, yeah. That'd be boring. <laughs> All right. So our first uh, episode that we have to go over, are, we were challenged to read Crazy Foolish Robots. What would you do if you were kidnapped by alien robots? Not just aliens, alien robots. 
All right. Ruby Palmer finds herself on an entire planet surrounded by the things she hates most, robots. Besides taking everything she says way too literally, the robots have a problem of their own. A myriad of technical glitches are, on a cosmological scale, quickly destroying them. Ruby has the programming knowledge and skills that matter to them, but can she overcome her fears and find it within herself to help? Her survival, along with the survival of all humanity and robot kind, depends on her. If you adore all the charming and delightful robots in sci-fi, from R2-D2 to Wally to Bender to Marvin to Johnny Five, you'll enjoy the Robot Galaxy series. So ladies, our challenge is to read the first book in the Robot Galaxy series, Crazy Foolish Robots, and research STEM. Check out the links to find a bunch of STEM activities. Do one or more of them with your kids, partner, coworkers, yourself, whoever. And we'll talk about the activities we completed and how it got us out of our comfort zones when we record. So are we yes, Magno, or throw me a lifeline? I am definitely yes because I already finished it. So... <laughs> I am a yes. I cannot. I've not read the book yet. So I will be reading the entire book and I am excited to try some STEM projects. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. What about you, TC? I am a yes. I like reading books. So I think I'm going to like this book. We'll see. Uh, and I like STEM activities. So yeah. Yeah, it's a yes for me as well. I I wish that my kids, so my daughters are, for those of you who don't know, they're like 16 and 17 on their way out the door, basically. They're never around, but I wish they were so we could do some of the stuff together. We used to do a lot of STEM activities when they were younger. It's a fun pastime. So I'm excited to do this. How about you, Sarah? Uh, I am definitely, uh, yes, I am uh, exactly 23% of the way through the book already. Um, my uh, youngest is uh, out of town, so uh, Bill just may get roped into a STEM activity. I'm not sure what that might be, but um, come up with something fun. Uh, so yes, definitely a yes on that one. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it sounds like the challenge is going to be trying to find something that gets us out of our comfort zone for this one, since we're yeah, all maybe, excited about it. Maybe there's a STEM activity that involves explosives. That would get me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> I was going to say any sort of chemistry activity because uh, chemistry is not my forte. So, you know. Maybe well, make sure out. you ladies videotape it. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, uh, the big sci-fi podcast Facebook group. It'd be interesting to listen to one of those episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So we'll put the link to that podcast um in our in our show notes too in case our listeners want to follow along yeah i'm excited to listen to a couple of those episodes too yeah, so sirens your deadline for this one is april 17th listeners it'll be april 21st which is also siren Mer's birthday happy birthday Mer! thank you all right what do we got up next jess uh so our next one more reading ladies our challenge is reading in deep 
Let's see. Finn Fleming series. Finn Fleming is always in control when she's scuba diving, especially in her home base in the Cayman Islands. But on land, not so much. She has problems in every part of her life, from a scheming ex-husband to new step-siblings and her career as a chief underwater photographer at an ocean oceanographic? Ocean, how do you say that? Oceanographic? Ocean, now, now I'm getting all screwed up. Uh, an oceanographic institute. Uh, yeah, gonna have to clarify how to say that one. She's got very few friends and no love life to speak of, but her troubles really escalate the day of the first accident. Dot dot dot. Our challenge is to read the first book in the Finn Fleming series in deep and do some free diving, ladies. I'm definitely a man, yes, and have read it already. I'll have to figure out when I can try some free diving. Elsie, how about you? So uh, this is another one I do have to read. I will get it done. And I'm just going to have to figure out where in in April I'm going to free dive. (laughs) It might have to be a pool (laughs) or in my bathtub and hold my breath. (laughs) In my bathtub. I totally want some pictures if you do it in your bathtub. Well, wait a second. Only if you have your swimsuit on, not if you're naked in the bathtub. Well, why would I even bother with a swimsuit in my tub? Right? For pictures. Take pictures. (laughs) For pictures. That's right. Uh, What about you, GC? I am a big old yes. Um, not thrilled about free diving because I'm not really very good at holding my breath. That's why I like scuba diving, but, uh, I'll give it a shot and, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yep. How about you, Mer? I am a yes. Also, I'm in the same boat as LC that I will have to find a place to do some free diving. Um, but TC, if I were you, I mean, I'm not, but I'm just going to say it. I would free dive at the pier. It seems like a good place for it. Mm-hmm. And that probably is where I'll do it because it's right by, um, it's right by Adventures in Diving. And so I'll pop in there and get some tips and maybe borrow a great big long pair of fins or something. Um, yeah. You know, we'll see. Yeah, but, but how I- exactly is it different than snorkeling? Uh, because free di- snorkeling, you you stay above the water, and free diving, the intent is to you know go down. I think that's the difference. Yeah, <clears throat> I do too. I guess I, I love just... snorkeling, but on snorkeling, you're on the surface and you're breathing through a snorkel the whole time. For free diving, you got to go down. You guys don't go down while you're snorkeling. I do, well, but I, I just do, think it's yeah. a combined activity. I think they're two different things. Okay. I think they're very similar, but in free diving, you actually stay under the water for X amount of time or something. And I know there are breathing techniques that you use to be able to allow you to not crave breathing in. So I don't know what all the differences are. I guess we'll learn. Yeah. 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 How about you, Sarah? 
Uh, I'm a definite yes on reading the book. I am exactly 0% of the way through it so far. Um, and I will definitely be doing some um, free diving in my bathtub. Um, so I can't wait for that. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think I've got guest passes to the Y. I can invite the state ciders to the Y and we can maybe try there. I'm going to have to do some research on what exactly free diving is, but I do know that I think we all have a lot in common with the main character, Finn Fleming, because she is a scuba diver and she was like 100% against free diving. So it'll be interesting to see if she faces some of the same issues that we will when we attempt free diving. Can we make it on a night when the pool is heated at the Y? AKA not a swim meet day. Oh, yeah. Or we could go to a quarry. <laughs> Can we pick a day when the quarry is heated? <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I just Googled it and it says free diving is similar to snorkeling. Both involve floating on the water surface and breathing through a snorkel. However, free divers dive deeper than snorkelers and hold their breath for longer periods. Yeah, there are some crazy records that have been set in free diving. Oh, yeah. Have you, mm -hmm. do you, do you see any of that, TC? Um, it is like, I don't know what it is. I don't want to make up a number, but it's insane. And they, the thing is, these, these diet, these free divers are using weights to get them down as quick as possible. Can you imagine not um, equalizing? I, I I, they, they must have a technique for doing so because I don't know how you would function otherwise. But then when you get to the depth that you're going, like you swim super fast back up to the top, it's a crazy thing to watch. Mm -hmm. Getting yeah. a little short of breath just thinking about it and talking about it. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can we pause for a minute in case you want to take this out? Okay. So I'm doing some research on free diving. And it talks about that you should have extensive training both in the classroom and the water. And I'm just wondering if this is really something that we want to jump into as divers. It might not be very uh, responsible of us to just jump in the water and do it or to challenge other people to do it. <laughs> Sorry, like so we would never challenge up. people. We would never say to people, hey, go grab some scuba deer and jump in a pool and try out scuba diving. Like, we would never do that, even though. Right. We would tell reality, them to go take oh, a uh, discover scuba or something, get some training before you do the thing. Right. So I don't know. We might want to rethink. I don't know. Well, we could always make sure you're free diving with somebody that can save you. And, and within your limits. Yeah. Don't go try and free dive 100 feet. If your limit is two feet underwater or one foot in the bathtub, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I do. I think we need to just maybe proceed with caution. We I should probably tell you that. that there have been people on our island trying to break some of those records that have died on our like off Cane Bay. We'll have to look up and see who it was, but I don't know. This is, this might be getting into dicey territory. 
there might be some other challenge we can do. I'm not suggesting we don't read the book, um, but it is it is a technical type of diving, not as in technical diving. It I, I don't know. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Can we maybe change it from actual free diving to getting out there and snorkeling? Mm-hmm. Just well, I guess I'm confused because you can free dive down to the bottom of the pool at six feet and then come back up. I don't think anybody's trying to do anything unless we don't want to put it out there to our listeners, try free diving. And then somebody tries something stupid. We have to put I'm a kind disclaimer. That's what I think too. I think we should just encourage people to try snorkeling and, and not, not even do the whole free diving thing. I'm trying to see what the technical difference between snorkeling and free diving is. But if it's, if it's, you know, that you go at least 60 feet and you stay under for at least X amount of time, then I don't think we should go down that road at all. It is a thing. It has entirely different gear and everything. Like the mat, a free diving mask is a lot um, smaller. And someone was just telling me the reason it was pretty interesting to learn that and i can't remember who it was and what they were telling me the difference but um does it have to do with air anyway. pockets and equalization oh probably mer it has to do with equalizing you're right because it's harder to equalize when you're free diving yeah because you're you going, can't just you're descending so fucking fast that's what that's mm -hmm. what when when we are talking about in this episode, you know, get out and do some free diving. I think the spirit of that was more snorkeling. That was the picture. It was hang out in, you know, 10 feet of water or Frederickstead Pier and maybe go under for a minute or, you know, I don't know how, you know, whatever's your limit. But we're not talking about the extreme side of free diving, which I do see your point that that is technically that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's extreme. It is, it is free diving. It's like scuba diving is a thing. And so right. is free diving. It is a thing with its own gear and all of that. And so we might just want to steer clear of those words and say, get out and explore the water, grab some fins, grab a mask and explore the water. We could say that. That's a good idea. I don't know. I don't think we should do it as, I don't think we should do it as a challenge. We could say try some diving or like try some snorkeling or if you feel really adventurous, sign up for an explore scuba class. Because, I mean, the book, I, I've read the whole thing. It doesn't, the book doesn't necessarily focus on free diving. And what it does mention about free diving, it does talk about the dangers of it and the intro to the book talks about the dangers of scuba and free diving and is like there's a lot of mistakes that are made in this and they're made for a reason and don't do these things but a lot of people free dive here to fish because a lot of people go they do it without air bubbles to scare the fish away because a lot of people do it fishing and mm -hmm. so it, we have a lot of fishers yeah, we have yeah, a lot the big, of people long down fins here. And... Yeah. So this says, 
I quickly learned that snorkeling and free diving were about as comparable as parasailing and skydiving. The former, <laughs> a leisurely activity that can be enjoyed after a few cocktails by the pool on holiday. The latter, an extreme sport that requires training, concentration, and technique. Yeah, I, I see your point. It says... It says, as the sport of freediving increases in popularity, the once blurry line between the recreational worlds of snorkeling and freediving is becoming more defined. The two are not one and the same, and that misconception could ultimately cost someone their life. So on the Patty website, they do have a basic freediver course. So maybe for the sirens who are more experienced and all scuba certified and know their swimming and diving limits can practice free diving. And if our listeners are curious about it, they can contact their local scuba shop and check out the basic free diver course. It does say that um, it's a great first step for de developing solid free diving skills. You learn basic free dive principles and focus on practicing breath hold techniques in a pool or confined water space. You must be 12 years or older to enroll. You need adequate swimming skills, good physical health, no prior experience with snorkeling, skin diving, or free diving is required. So don't you have to be 10 years old to, to take a, your first diving class? You no, know, you can do bubble maker at eight. But Henry got certified before he was 12. So yeah, he has yeah. a junior certification. Yeah, that's what I'm time. saying. Like you, you have to be older to get, to take a free diving class than you have then to take a scuba diving class. That's fascinating. Yeah. So now that, now that we're having the conversation, I vote keep all this in, but I think it's a good, it's a good conversation. I think so this is a great conversation change the challenge to get in the water and explore what's under there um, in whatever way you're comfortable. Like I would never challenge someone to go scuba diving because if that's not something that's comfortable for you, you simply should not do it. And I wouldn't want to be the person teaching you to do it. If it's not something you want to do like that, I, that's not a challenge kind of thing in my mind. So I would not challenge someone. I would just challenge someone to get under the water and explore in whatever way is comfortable for you, whether it's on top in your snorkeling or underneath with a tank or underneath without a tank. That would or be my vote. <laughs> what did you say? Would you say Jess? I said, or in a hot tub. <laughs> I'm not going underwater in a hot tub. I have no desire to get my face that hot. All right. So if we're going to go down this rabbit hole, then I question challenging anyone to do anything because we don't know what anybody's potentially putting anybody in harm's way. Well, that's why we have Mink. No, you can choose what you're comfortable doing and what you're not. But I'm not going to, I, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable challenging anyone to do an extreme sport because there are people who will do things simply for the challenge of doing them. I don't think that's smart. So when we do, 
So motorcycle stuff, again, or if we, I'm trying to think of anything else that I think when we were talking about this challenge, it was a, hey, get in the water and hold your breath, not the extreme sport aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's just, we just need to say that. That's all. Yeah, I'm comfortable with that. Get in the water, explore what's under there. But I don't want to challenge people to go free diving. You have people like trying to go down to a hundred feet. Oh. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, Mur, but that's what I was thinking about. There are people who will take a challenge just because it's a challenge presented to them. And I was so looking forward to free diving down to the bottom of my bathtub. I mean, well, you still can. Yeah. If you're comfortable doing it, do it. If people just take a challenge and take it to the extreme, so how do we know someone's not going to take the STEM challenge to an extreme and mix bleach and um ammonium whatever and make mustard gas I definitely take that out of the podcast well wow. i just i think because that... we're not challenging people to make mustard gas we're challenging people to do something stem related so i think that's actually a really good um comparison if we're challenging people to get to explore what's under the water that's like saying do something that's in the stem field it's not saying make mustard gas or whatever you just said like that's different some people can safely can, make that they could take any experiment and um, that was just throwing out an example but i mean yeah, i see your point specifically it's just telling them to. yeah they yeah, can I, anybody can take anything way overboard but if we're not telling them to take it overboard, that's different. Telling people to to explore free diving without being specific about how you go about and do that safely, get the certification, which you, I don't think, I don't know. I, I don't think, I, I don't think, know. That's just my take. No, I think that we're all, we're, it's, the challenge is to get out and explore the water. We just don't call it free diving. And I think that that's fine because free diving is different. That's my opinion. But I mean, the, the heart and soul of the challenge is to get out and explore under the water. We were actually picturing like a snorkel adventure where you just hold your breath and go down for a minute or two, you know, or 10 yeah, seconds, whatever your limit is. All right. Well, do you want just us to reread the challenge <laughs> so that we're yeah, not why don't saying we, free diving why don't we start with yeah the challenge is to read blah 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 and it does say and do some exploring in the water actually it already says that i think leaving the whole conversation in would be a good thing and just edit the challenge so it's not a free dive challenge it's a challenge to explore what's under the water in whatever way is comfortable to you which might be free diving Everybody comfortable with that? I am. Elsie, are you comfortable with that? I mean, we got to redo the entire yes or may no because we all talked about free diving. Well, we're leaving the whole conversation I now. I, I still plan on free diving in my bathtub. And I'm still going to do some, whether we call it free diving or breath holding in a pool or whatever. I think it's this, you know, I'm still planning to do that. But if we leave the whole conversation in, hopefully people will be able to connect the dots. <laughs> That's the point is to explore them during this episode, right? Do the research and do the exploring and am I, am I rereading or no? Are we just saying edit the challenge? 
Yeah, which is whatever we publish. Asterisk. The, the challenge of the week or whatever will be to explore the water. It's exactly what it says in these notes. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Totally does. That is what the challenge says. Do some exploring in the water. So the challenge isn't to free dive. I just changed it. Oh, you oh. did? Okay. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't either. My, my, <laughs> my printed one. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I didn't realize it either. Well, thanks, Elsie. <laughs> it's the beauty of Google Docs. <laughs> All right, are we ready to move on? Is everybody comfortable with where we landed on this one? Yes, because people can't hear nods. I am. <laughs> I'm comfortable. All ready right. to move on. All right. All right, so our next show idea is the Eco Challenge. And... This is a challenge reminder. We talked about this on a couple episodes ago in our last pre-dive, but we are all participating in the Earth Month Eco Challenge. Um, we're helping, we're gonna set sustainable development goals and we would like you to join our team, Siren Soapbox. This is all presented by ecochallenge.org. Earth Month Eco Challenge 2023, State Sustainable Development Goals is a 30-day challenge to take action for a better, for a better shared future. Fun actions encourage new habits. Small steps lead to big change. Together, we build a sustainable world and a healthy planet. The challenge runs from Saturday, April 1st to Sunday, April 30th. Let's make a difference. And I know that we have already kind of put this out on our social medias. Shout out to Mandy for joining the Siren Soapbox team. Thanks, Mandy. Sirens, have you, it looks like you guys have all signed up. Is that right? I think so. Have you guys had... Uh, yep. Have you have you completed any challenges so far that you want to talk about? I know that we're going to talk about this for a whole episode, so maybe not, but. I've been doing my check-ins. Yeah, I saw that. It's really fun because you can go through the different um, types of activities and like pledge to do certain things, which I thought was really fun. It helps get you, kind of helps you set your tone for the month. I haven't done very much with it yet. I can't wait to get on there and explore a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, same here. So the deadline for this is April 30th. We are, that's when we're gonna record and I think we might be releasing it on May 5th. So we'll put the link again to join our challenge in the show notes and the password is explore 2023 exclamation point and the E in explore is capital. All right, TC, what do we got next? All right, the next show idea is a reverse scavenger hunt. Um, back in episode 91, we did a scavenger hunt and we had so much fun with our listeners that we want to do it again. This time we're shaking things up and we're doing it in reverse order. So we're going to post five pictures and then the people looking at our pictures have to guess what the word of the day is. Bonus points if you guess the overall theme of the hunt. So be on the lookout for those pictures, April 24th through April 30th, and voting ends on May 5th. So similar dates to the Eco Challenge. The challenge will decide on a theme each day and submit a picture that represents that theme. Our listeners will open a Google form where they'll find the pictures for each day, and then they get to tell us what they think the theme is. 
The explorer with the most correct answers will win a fun siren soapbox prize package. Seven pictures, one day will be posted. Um, again, April 24th. And then the seventh day is April 30th. So what does everybody think? Are you a yes or a mang no? Um, it is actually my time to go first this time. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes, I am all in. This sounds like a ton of fun. I don't think we've quite worked out what the uh, word of the day is going to be. So that'll be a fun thing to figure out together as well. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yep. I'm in. Sweet. I loved this last time. So I'm super excited. Yes. And last I heard, LC is excited too, but she's uh, resetting the internet <laughs> at her house. <laughs> <laughs> poor girl she's having a night i know internet. <laughs> so when we did episode episode 91 when we did episode 91 how did we do that do you remember the details yes we all um there was a word and the word maybe was love and then all five of us posted a picture that represented love and then our followers voted on which picture they thought best represented the word love Right. We had to put little letters on our pictures. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. right. And we mixed it up. And so not one, not the same siren. The same siren didn't have the same letter twice or something like that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It so, was fun to see what everybody posted. Yeah. Like it was just as much fun knowing the word and just because we didn't know what each other's posts were either. But it was a lot of fun to see what everyone posted. Yeah. So with this one, I created just a Google form and the questions will each be a picture and then the, what you, that you don't need to put an answer to. And then the very last question of the section will be, what is day one's theme? Mm -hmm. So it'll be a little short answer that people, our listeners can fill in. Cool. So they'll actually just randomly pick a word. It won't be a multiple choice or anything like that. They just have to by the absolutely amazing pictures that we take, they will figure out what the one word theme of the picture is for the day. Yeah, that's a good question. If so, if you're looking at five different pictures that all represent the same word in our minds, I wonder how many other people would be able to just pick that word out of the air. Hmm, that'll be fun. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Part, part of the, the, I think the most fun will be figuring, seeing how crazy people get and how far off people can be. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the um, playlist challenge where we try to guess the theme for, for each of our playlists. And, yeah. you know, some of them, like I thought for sure mine was very obvious. And I don't think anybody picked up on the fact that they were all just remakes. I mean, I did bad with all of those so. <laughs> i think the only theme i got right was sarah's and that was because you guys gave me you were very lenient on <laughs> the, on the definition of your of her theme <laughs> well everyone got my theme right oh that's a that's a good point happiness was <laughs> hard to miss <laughs> yeah we don't want to say you were easy or anything but mm-hmm mm-hmm been called worse <laughs> Yeah, that'll be fun. 
Sarah, do you want to tell us about? Uh... I would love to. All right. Here is a show idea. This is the show idea of show ideas. Let me tell you. This show idea is hunting wildflowers. <laughs> Dina moves to the country to be near her elderly great aunt who lives alone on her farm. When she stumbles on a stack of letters written through the Great Depression, they reveal a curious story about hunting wildflowers. As Dee reads the letters to her Aunt Zelda, family secrets are revealed that show surprising connections to her own life. Dee and Aunt Zelda are faced with hard truths about themselves and each other. Together, they weave a passage through time, uncovering heartache, lust, greed, and jealousy. The challenge... Read Hunting Wildflowers and then talk to your family or dig into family relics to find handwritten notes from your ancestors. If you can't find anything, go to an antique store and try to find some old letters from your area with bonus points for historical information. Sirens, hmm. what does everybody think? Jess? Yes. Although the challenge part of it could be tricky with finding handwritten notes from my ancestors, but I'll see what I can find. I don't know. You're on a tropical island. You're part of the lizard people. I'm sure there's something there. Well, <laughs> I mean, Hawaiian does, didn't have a written language until like very recent history. So oh, maybe you'll find about... some hieroglyphics. I do know where there, there's a cave with some drawings. Ooh, that's cool. That I think it would cool. be interesting to also talk about the fact that Hawaii didn't have a written language until when. See, maybe you could add that in to your uh, your soapbox. For sure. Elsie uh, would be next, but I don't know if she's back yet. She doesn't, so, look no, she doesn't appear to be back. This poor girl. Yeah. So TC? <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a yes on this one. I'll have a similar challenge as Jess, finding anything in this area that's that old. But I do think, um, I do think there's some, it's like Taino relics somewhere that I might be able to get my hands on. I don't know. Anything written on paper blows away in a hurricane. So we don't have a ton of that historical stuff. And, um, but you know what? I used to love just browsing antique stores and I used to have this really old letter that was just written from one family member to another, not my family, just when I found an antique store. And I loved it because like, he starts off saying, I hope you're fat and sassy. And I just think that's so cool. <laughs> but anyway, maybe I can find that. I bet, I bet I didn't bring it here, but I can at least talk about it. That kind of stuff is really fun. So it'll be fun looking for it. I want to be part of whatever about that is. I know. <laughs> I think that used to be a saying, you know, I'm feeling fat and sassy. You oh. know, if you if you weren't hurting for money and you had plenty to eat, it used to be kind of a good thing. So how about you, Mert? Yeah, I'm all in. I, I we were a few of us are fortunate enough to get to interview the authors already. And some of you, our listeners may have caught that as a bonus episode. Um, so it'll be fun to read the book again, read the book and then get to talk to them again. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought Sarah already said, because she explained it. Uh, you know what? I uh, oh, passed you might be right, right on, and I didn't even say whether I was in or not, but I'm in. I'm oh. in. Again, 
same thing about finding things from my ancestors. There's nothing here on the, on this continent from my ancestors, but we have an antique store or two. I bet Bill has stuff from uh, from my ancestors that you could find. Possibly, yeah. yeah. He's I kind of the family historian. Oh, I bet he does. I bet he does then. My mom had saved some things that I think my sister Monica has now. So I don't, I mean, they're not so far out of reach, but I, um, I don't know. I'll try to get hold of them between now and the showtime. Hi, LC. We missed you so much. Everybody is still frozen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can you hear yeah. us at least? If it makes you feel any better, you look good. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Bye. So, Mer, when you were talking about the fact that we had talked to the authors of this book, I'm reading the, the, um, what well, I was listening to Sarah talk about the description, and it, it says that they weave a passage through time uncovering heartache, lust, greed, and jealousy. And I'm just trying to picture the author and her great aunt, the two authors, talking about lust. That's what came to my mind, like those those two talking about lust. Yeah, that. Uh... <laughs> I bet I mean, that I'm was sure interesting. Yeah, I'm sure probably every woman has experienced it in some form or another. But it's just interesting to think about talking to your older relative about lust. Someone who is over a um, hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the hunting wildflowers, uh, is that an, um, a book that we have on, is that a Kindle book as well? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if it's an I'm audio either. book. I'm, look it I'm gonna look it up. Let's do a little searching on that one. I know that we have a link to the paperback book on Amazon that'll be in the description of this episode. Yeah, it is on Kindle. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yep. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, then it's one of those books that you can get as part of your subscription. Oh, sweet. Yay. So our next show idea is This Book Belongs To. The description of the book is... Ellie Bartlett dreams of a life from the sharp edges of New York City, away from her creepy boss, shoebox apartment, and nights spent alone eating ice cream. Although, you know, personal side note here, some of my favorite nights are nights spent alone eating ice cream. So she's mm -hmm. desperate to find happiness and love. After looking after, I'm sorry, after losing out on yet another promotion, Ellie quits her job and buys a ticket to South America to trek up the flat-topped Mount Roraima. <laughs> Mount Roraima. R-O-R-A-I-M-A. Arriving at her hostel as a first-time backpacker, she finds a mysterious guidebook filled with cryptic messages about life and love. Intrigued, Ellie contacts the previous owner, Bella, who wrote her name during the heading. This book belongs to. So the challenge is read this book belongs to and then head to a secondhand store. This Tracy, this one when you just listen, this let's just listen. 
Head to a secondhand store, find a book with handwritten notes in it, and then follow their lead for an adventure. If after so many hours or minutes or whatever that looks like for you, you can't find anything, then plant a siren soapbox sticker or something in a book. You can just obviously leave the sticky back on so you don't ruin anything. And then maybe pick out an adventure date from the adventure date book. So that'll be your plan B for having a spontaneous adventure. Uh, we are going to be recording this on either May 15th or May 22nd. That's a little um, up in the air right now, but it will be recorded sometime in May. Sirens, are you a yes or a magno, or do you need a lifeline for this adventure? Sarah? Um, I feel like uh, that's me. That's me. Uh, I'm a, a yes. Um, I would like to point out that the whole reason I declined to read this particular challenge was having to say that word. thanks for taking that on um and uh yeah i'm looking forward to this one it might actually be mount rorema who knows and i thought you were going to invite the mount add that to the the show questions when we have the author on yeah or we could just ask google to pronounce it for us which reminds me of a story that tracy has that will save her patreon jess are you yes what about you yes and Mm -hmm. i might just if i can't find a secondhand bookstore because i'm not sure if we have any uh i might do both just you know because it's been a while since i've done a date from the adventure challenge so yeah Yeah. i might do that as well i might just do a a date from the adventure challenge because it's been a while since i've done that i love this challenge So I tried to start a book club once where everyone bought a book and in the front of the book, they wrote down why they chose that book and, um, and then wrote notes throughout the book as they were reading it and then pass it on to the next person. And I think that would be a fun way to do like a, you know, one of those book clubs where you mail books to the next person. Mm. But um, I have, I love finding books that have been written in and I love to write in books. And so I really hope I can find one. This sounds like a lot of fun. I'm excited. Yeah, it does sound like a lot of fun. I'm excited about it too. Hmm. Yeah, I um, I just am having a hard time envisioning being led on an adventure by, because, you know, that started with a handwritten book and a note, but who knows? I need to be open more, I need to be more open to that possibility. See, I just keep picturing Harry Potter in my head and the Half-Blood Prince. I don't know mm-hmm. Harry Potter well enough to know that reference. Well, he finds a secondhand potions book that has like little hand scribbled notes in the columns. And most of them lead to him doing very well in potions class, which he never did before. But there was a spell in there that he did the spell and he ended up hurting somebody very, very badly. And it turned out that the book was owned by a bad guy. Voldemort? No. Oh, another bad guy. There's so many bad guys in Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, J.K. Rowling. kind of turns into be a good guy. Well, that's good. Fun fact, J.K. Rowling would write some of her um, books at a coffee shop in where the fuck she lives, London, UK. And it was across the street from a cemetery, and she took inspiration for some of the names of her characters in the books from the names on the headstones in the cemetery across the street. 
that's cool. cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, There's some weird names in that book. I think Voldemort (laughs) was actually a name on a headstone. Um, Another fun fact, Hmm. uh, Hunting Wildflowers was written, I believe, by C.J. Jackson, wasn't it? I I don't think I looked. I think I didn't say that. Well, thank you for that fun fact, Sarah. Appreciate that. (laughs) Fun fact part of this episode. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that, oh, you know what? Um, also another fun fact, this book belongs to, it was written by Nick Levy. So there you go. <laughs> Those are all the topics that we had to talk about today on the pre-dive episode. I am really excited about all these things that we have coming up, friends. How are you feeling about them? Very excited. Lots of yeah. books to read. Yeah, I'm excited. But I think they're going to be good books, so... All right. It's been a while since we've read books, so that'll be nice, actually, to dig into another book. Yeah. Or four. Or four. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Sirens, for hanging in there tonight. It was a little weird with when we lost Elsie. Um, Elsie, we miss you, and we'll see you next week. If you are listening to this episode right now, we really appreciate that, and thank you for spending your time with us. Check us out on Eventbrite for our movie club. That discussion is going to be happening on April 25th. You can find out what movie we'll be watching by checking out our Facebook page or the Eventbrite page. Um, I don't know what the movie is yet, but by the time you're listening to this episode, it will be announced. And we just recorded another episode of Siren Song that's going to be going up on our Patreon. So if you're interested in conspiracy theories, go ahead and check us out there. And uh, we really appreciate you. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.